We caught back up with Danielle today to see how her plan of quitting smoking went over the weekend. That was a great call to take. Just so rooting for her, man. Yep, absolutely. Also, we found out I've been the victim of a crime. <laughs> a vicious crime at the hands of my wife, and I should have really leaned on Mike Bryant for more experience on that one. You should have, but it was a crime against humanity, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I don't remember what else we talked about today. Uh, a lot uh, of things. Super Mario was involved. Yeah. The salad bar was in there. Yeah. A lot of things. We got to a lot, and you'll hear it all right now in the podcast. Kelly and Wood. Wood, you are the victim you're claiming. I think, I think so. What was the crime? So often I like to bring things to the airways because I like to find out whether or not I am totally off my rocker or whether or not I'm kind of on to something. Yes. And I feel like I'm on to something here. Okay. So I've openly admitted on this show many a times, I don't do laundry. Right. My wife likes doing laundry. No, that is not a cop out. No. My wife has told me, quote from her mouth, you're too stupid to do laundry. Because you did that on purpose. Allegedly. You, you 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 took a dive on purpose when you I did laundry. I confirm nor deny this rumor. But, so I don't do laundry. Now, lately, I've been noticing, I've had to give her a little bit of a lot of the two-minute warnings. Meaning? On my draws. Saying, babe, I'm we, a little low on underwear we're here. We're getting down to the nub here. All right, so I don't know what's going on. And, you know, not being mean about it, but just giving her a heads up that, look, if something goes awry... Here in my next 18 hours. Yeah. We've got a real problem. This needs to happen. <laughs> and sure enough, much as if it's magic, I'll wake up the next day, boom, there's four pair in there. Amazing. I'm good to go. Yeah. But I've been noticing, it seems like I'm always getting like four or five pair. Okay. It's never like, like my that's... full assortment. So you're always maxed out at four or five pair. And I know I have a lot more than that because when I pack to go on vacation... I'll pack two pair of underwear for every day, no matter what. Right. Right. So I'm throwing in 15 pair of underwear, boom, <laughs> zipping up the bag. We're good to go. So I know we have the capital. I'm just wondering where it is. And to be honest with you, this is going to sound bad, but I just thought she was being lazy. I just thought she was just, you know. <laughs> that does sound bad. You're right. Washing them as she needs it. You know, okay. Oh, you need a couple pair. Cool. She runs down, throws in a few. Bingo, bango. I'm like, good to go. Like she has nothing else going on but your draws. That's what I thought. Over the weekend, she's talking with her friend, yeah. and they're going back and forth about you know things, and I hear, I percolate in my ear, mm-hmm. I hear, she says, well, I've just been throwing them out. Something pinged you. She admits to her friend that my wife has been throwing out my underwear. Okay, does it need to be thrown out? In her words. Well, what, that's disrespectful. What is the caliber that, or what is the, uh, what's the scale that she's using on this? This is where we got into the argument. This is lunacy to me. If it had any sort of hole, she threw it out. All right. How are you not upset right now? Well, that is insane because I have have some underwear that is hanging on by a thread. More hole than thread. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know why I don't just throw them away. Because. I don't know what it is. It's a good batch. (laughs) You know, they've never let me down. Why should I let them down in their time of need? And I told my wife, I said, hey, as long as the elastic top is solid, we have no problem here. Yeah. My wife, though, will beg me to throw pairs of underwear away. Really? She'll be like, it's time, Kelly. It is time to throw away that underwear. But you get to make that decision. But I decide. I get the final decision. I wear the underpants in my home. I became enraged. (laughs) I I asked her. I said, well, how how many pair of underwear do I have right now? Well, wait. Wait, wait, wait a second. Is she she replenishing the stock with, with fresh produce? Her exact words were, I forgot to get you more. Oh. So you've been poop canning these things, not giving me anything new. And here I am. So now you're getting to the red zone because you must be down to four or five pair and that's it. Exactly. That's two days for you. I'm one bad enchilada <laughs> from being in serious, serious need. Now I do. I'm glad you brought this up today because I wonder if this is something that a lot of women do where they're just like, all right, this. And why do men hold on to underwear? For, I know this is like an old joke, but why do we hold on to underwear forever? Why not? Why am I going to go spend money on something that no one else is seeing but you and I? And by the way. The mystery, the dance of it all is gone. Yeah. I but that's the thing, is like underwear is not expensive. It's eh? easy it's easy to pick up at any store you go to, but I will wear mine until they're just they're embarrassing. Right. Why wouldn't you? Again, as long as that top elastic band is solid and holding firm, because once that starts to go, okay, 
I'm with you. Now it's time to go. Junk them because then you're spending your entire day hiking your pants up like you're Matt Foley. No, 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 no. I was outraged about this. <laughs> Dude, you're getting taken to task on the text there. Someone texted in, maybe you should wash your own grungy underwear. <laughs> I'm too stupid to do it, I've been told. Oh, Chase, I can't read that one. That's disgusting. We're not that kind of show, Chase. <laughs> Rachel, it says if you aren't doing the laundry and she's the one that has to see you in your holy underwear, you don't have a leg to stand on. I would love to know, is, is holy underwear just about the biggest turnoff that no. That, that a man come, from a man to a woman is like us wearing some holy underwear. Is it just disgusting? Or is it show that's a pragmatic man? <laughs> it's very frugal. That's a guy right there who knows what he wants. All right. Well, hey, we got a lot of texts rolling in here. Let's get to some of these calls. Let's get to some of these texts next, and we'll find out what is this something that's going on in other households, and you're just learning about it now. It, it's still good, y'all. <laughs> it's still good. Kelly and Wood. Wood recently learned that his wife is throwing away his underwear unbeknownst to him. That's right. And uh, you're not I mean, you're not happy about it. No, man. I mean, come on. They had good wastes. Right. So we got people texting, and we got a ton of texts on this that we'll get to. We got someone sitting on hold, though. But first, we got to ask, all right, so do you have a significant other? <laughs> I've been engaged for the past seven years. Okay. Jeez, dude. <laughs> now, I'm going to go ahead and sidestep that whole thing. Let me ask you, <laughs> if your significant other was... Did, did, does she wash your underwear or no? Yeah, she does the laundry. Does she throw out your underwear? No. Who throws out your underwear? I do. When do you throw out your underwear? When it's worn out. That's a that's a sliding scale here, man. <laughs> that's a sliding scale. How many pair of underwear do you have right now in your drawer? If everything was clean, how many do you have? I don't know. Probably at least 15 to 20. Solid. Boy, that's a lot. Oh, good. I, I, honestly, I'm a little on the low side on I'm that I'm dealing one. with like maybe six. Are you kidding? No, I'm... I think you're right. Kelly's six is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is that it's, I also spent a lot of time on the roads. Yeah. Be pushing farts through those things and I'll be cleaning them. I get it. <laughs> Thank you so much for the call. We appreciate that. Uh, texters coming out. Are you? Do, is this something you do? With your significant other. How about this? When I took over laundry with my husband, I washed, in all capitals, by the way, several pairs of underwear that had such large hole, there was not even a butt anymore. I showed it to him, and he laughed. I threw him out. Uh, Allie, I throw away all my husband's underwear and socks whenever they have holes in them, but he'll take them out of the garbage. So I have now either started to rip the hole to unwearable condition <laughs> or cut the toes off on the socks. Oh, my God. You know what's funny about this is I was uh. we were hanging out with family friends yesterday watching football when this got brought up. Yeah. And my friend took off his sandal. He yeah. said, look, these are my lucky socks. Holes in them? Dude, it didn't even go around the toes anymore. <laughs> Just look like sandals at this. <laughs> I can't handle holy socks. I have to draw the line at holy socks. I'm kind of with you so on that So uncomfortable. One. Other people texting in, hey, how about this? My, your wife is trying to give you a hint that you need to go. Wait a second. Hold on a second. Wait a second here. Yeah. Oh, you need to go all natural. No. Oh, okay. No, I, I, I can't do that. Free the Midwest, too. No, I can't do that one. Uh, Jason texting in, holy underwear and socks are a big turnoff for women in my experience. Okay. Okay. My poor wife. Uh, Grace, I did this same thing to my boyfriend, but hey, at least I bought him a new pack. Now, that's where a lot of people are coming in. You got to replenish the stock. My, you're saying my wife is not technically in the wrong, but the fact that she's not getting me new ones is the problem. You know what feels great, though? When you have been wearing, like, holy underwear for a long time, and mm. then you get to that new pair that's just... The, that stays. The elastic is tight. Yeah. Everything keeps in place the way it should. Nothing's bouncing around. <laughs> Nothing's falling out of a hole here yeah. and there. <laughs> hey, don't get me wrong. It is nice, <laughs> but that should be my decision. Right. My decision. Uh, how about this one? Uh, first time texter, Amy. I do the laundry quality control for our family of 12 juries. Yes. Holy underwear end up in the trash. If my husband does it, he tends not to tell me and then goes into the red zone. <laughs> That's a problem. By the way, I'm not going to lie to you. If I had 12 people in my family, y'all be wearing the dirtiest, most well-used underwear of all time. Yeah. Oh, man. Y'all be sharing underwear. Like, you get a leg and you get a leg. Just walk close to each other. People are taking me to task for only owning six pair of underwear. That's so, gross. Oh, I do laundry every week. I only need six. But when I'm on that six one, it's laundry day. 
It's my reminder. Now, I don't know about anyone else. I have seven days in my week. You have six days of underwear. Well, because on the seventh day, uh, even God rested on the seventh day. <laughs> <laughs> so you're walking around free skinning it? I'm doing what I need to do to get things done. Yeesh. You don't worry about what's going on in, behind my trousers. Oh. <laughs> Is that it? Are we done with this? Yeah, I'm going to go poke out my mind's eye. <laughs> You don't know if I'm wearing underwear right now. You have no idea what's going on over on this side of the table. Sensen, get in here. <laughs> Kelly and Wood. All right, we want to get you qualified to go see a Vikings game. It all depends on, will I know the answer to Wood's question or not? We Oh, what's up, Wood? I'm just saying, this is all thanks to Pepsi, who is getting you qualified. We got a sweet package going down October 23rd against the San Francisco 49ers. That's a Monday night football game. Plus, we need qualified for tickets to that game right now as well. We're oh, that's us, awesome. We're giving away tickets every week. Awesome. All right, we got Jenny on the phone ready to play with us right now. Jenny, what are you doing? Working. Working? Okay. Well, sound thrilled about it. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long weekend. Okay. Jeez. We'll get into that later. But right now, we got to try and get you some Vikings tickets. Now, here's the deal, Jenny. I have a question here, and I'm going to ask Kelly Jordan. Now, you don't have to get it right or wrong, Jenny. You just have to know whether or not Kelly Jordan will get this football question right or wrong. So the question here is, Kelly Jordan. All right. Justin Jefferson has been a standout for the Minnesota Vikings since he's been drafted. Yes. When he scores, he does a dance. It is called what? Now, Jenny, will Kelly Jordan get that question right, or will he get it wrong for your shot at Minnesota Vikings tickets? Oh, man, the pressure's on. I know he's not very good at this, so. Oh! I guess. I'm standing right here. She's not wrong. (laughs) I guess I'm going to go with he's going to get it wrong. All right, Kelly Jordan. Justin Jefferson has scored 25 touchdowns in the NFL. Is that a lot? It is. Okay. When he scores, he does a dance. It is called what? Now, Jenny, you should know that I was voted best dancer at my high school in North Minneapolis, Patrick Henry High School. I was voted best dancer. That's a practical joke. No, it wasn't a practical joke. I could groove. So... If there's anything about dancing, I probably know about it. And I believe Justin Jefferson, is it? Nice. (laughs) When he scores a touchdown, he does a dance, and that dance is called the gritty. That's correct. Plus, you can't have a young kid right now without knowing that dance. They're doing it a lot. Yeah. Well, Jenny, unfortunately, you did not win thanks to Kelly Jordan's knowledge, but you're still not out. You can go ahead, hang up the phone, and text in the word football right now to 320-656-9453, okay? Okay, sounds good. Sorry, Jenny, but it does feel good to get it right. (laughs) Kelly Wood. When we talked to Danielle on Friday, man, she had a big weekend ahead of her. She was going to quit smoking, and that's why she was our Why Should We Talk To You on Monday, because she wanted us to come along for the ride. Yep. So we got Danielle back on the phone right now to find out, was she able to go cigarette-free all weekend long? Danielle, how are you doing? Hey, I am, uh, <laughs> I would be lying to you if I said that it, I'm not, you know, really, really just going through it, but it's it's tough, incredibly tough, but I'm... I'm cigarette-free. Hey, you guys. all right. <laughs> yeah. <you go. laughs> We're so happy yeah. for you. Now, have you noticed Thank anything, you. like, right away? Have you noticed that it's easier to breathe? Have you noticed any, like, you have more energy, anything like that? All of those things. And it's it's amazing that, for me, it has happened pretty much immediately. Um, even, I, I feel like, and maybe I'm just, you know, just hyper-aware of everything right now, but I feel like even my skin is clearer. <laughs> like I almost have like a glow about me. I don't know, but I um because I've also like I've deep cleaned everything uh starting on Saturday, like I deep cleaned everything because I didn't want the smell to to linger and I didn't want that to be I don't know, some sort of distraction or or just I don't, you know, yeah, I, I didn't want to smell it and want it. So I deep cleaned everything and now I feel I feel like I do have more energy. Um, I, w- I have been drinking a lot of coffee. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One thing but, at a time. Um, I do feel better. Yeah, I do feel better. Um, but it's hard. It's hard, man. I um, There are times when I'm just sitting and watching TV, and I get up, and I go to the drawer where I used to have my pack, and um, or a pack, right? And, I, um, and I'm like, nope, I can't do that anymore. So... 
I have to find something else to do, like with my hands or with, you know, just my mouth in general or something. It's it's a learning process, but it's it's been tough. But I'm sticking with it. I'm like, I'm sticking to my word. I'm sticking with it. You find like you you got like you're snacking a lot more because a lot of people will quit smoking and then they find themselves you know wanting like snacks and things like Going that with something else. Yeah, and I think that's what the coffee is doing for me. Okay. Um, having you know having a cup in my hand and then the the caffeine itself, I guess. Um, but I do, I do find myself snacking a little bit more, which um, I want to be aware of that too, because I'm not trying to gain like 10 pounds in this process. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's finding that balance of what my body needs to get through it, I guess. And I'm trying to keep all of that in mind. I'm also journaling a lot. I don't know. I'm trying to find something that helps with this process. <laughs> That's good, though. Get a uh, get yeah. one of those, not like a fidget spinner, but they have like other like cube ones that have yep. a bunch of stuff. Uh, I, I've found like okay. that kind of stuff helps a lot with yeah. things like that. When my dad was in the VA, too, the doctor said getting off cigarettes, it's harder than getting off crack. Like, there's, mm. they're more addicting oh, than crack because wow. they're just easier to do. And so it, I, I applaud you for even getting through three days cigarette-free. That's a huge accomplishment. You, you've maybe inspired someone who's listening now who's oh, no. one, who wants to quit. I hope so. To be like, all right, I I'm going to so, go yeah. along with Danielle, and I'm throwing them away, too. Look, you can do it. It's hard. I'm not it's not going to be easy. This has not been easy. And I don't even think I'm I'm giving myself as much credit as I should right now because it it's hard. But yeah. if you want it, you will actually do it. And you can. Well, so it's and- good to have a support system. You guys have helped me. I really wanted to come on and say that that I've I've been sticking with it and I've been good, you know, over the weekend. Um and yeah, I hope I am motivating someone to make this lifestyle change. Love it. And think all that money you're saving, too. Hell yeah. Put that towards a vacation oh here in about God. six months to celebrate yourself. I'm always no! shocked. I'm always shocked when I'm behind <laughs> someone at like the gas station or something when it's like one pack of cigarettes is like 10 bucks. Yeah, all the taxes like, and everything. Good yeah. Lord, that's expensive. Those are, they, yeah. Them are crack prices. Mm-hmm. But either Seriously. way, Danielle, I, I, a tip of the hat to you. This is just an amazing thing that you did. Nothing worth having is easy, and you are going through the hard part of it right now. So congratulations yeah. to you. <laughs> thank you guys so much. And I want to thank you guys, too. You guys have really put me up to this. You know, so, ha, huh, yes, I can do it. Yes, you can. Go get it. (laughs) I'm doing it. (laughs) Kelly and Wood. We got your trash flash on the way in just a couple of minutes. Someone said, isn't what you just talked about? Wasn't that your trash flash? Watch yourself now. Talk about your wife throwing out your underwear. But no, that was not the official trash flash. It just got a little trashy. Mm -hmm. But we'll have that coming up in minutes. Would the most common nightmares people are having, they did a study of over 2,000 people and found out that these are the most common nightmares that people have. Number five is death of a loved one. Those ones are always hard to wake up from. And and then it's the biggest relief when you're like, oh, my God, that was just a dream. Thank goodness. Oh, you're fine. You're right there. Number four is drowning. All right. That's a popular nightmare that people have. Uh, Number three is sustaining a physical injury. Okay. Number two, catching fire. Would that be personal or injury? (laughs) I guess that takes it to a next level. And then number one, the number one nightmare that people have is attending an exam unprepared. Oh, okay. I can't believe that's the number one. Uh, other ones are being chased. I've had those nightmares a ton. Uh, f- teeth falling out. Remember we talked to Dream Expert to the mm-hmm. Star, Lori Lowenberg, and that actually, what did she mean? That that's something like you need to have a conversation with somebody, right? And so that's how your body's trying to tell you that. Um, sleep paralysis is another with an intruder in the room is like the, is another really popular one. I can't believe being nude wasn't on that. On that list. I don't think I've ever had a dream about being nude. I don't think I've ever had a nightmare about being nude. Oh, I have. I think I have so much shame, even in my sleep, about my naked body that it just doesn't happen. Mm. I, I'm just like, I should be doing this more off. Right? This <laughs> well, is great. You're proud of your naked body. I, On the flip side, I have nightmares about your naked body because I've seen it so many times. It's not a nightmare, buddy. That's a dream. <laughs> Dream. I wake up in a sweat. Like, <laughs> Thank oh. God that was just a dream. <laughs> and then I go, hey, what are you doing over there? Ah! <laughs> Either way. All right, what's coming up in the trash flash? I've got myself a young lady who doesn't know how to handle herself at the salad bar. All right. But she does know how to handle them hands. Ladies 
feel better about yourself every morning. It's time to get trashy with Kelly and Wood. That's right. Wood will now give us a story with some trashy elements to it. We're going to give it a trashy score and put it up on the trashy scale in the trash flash. We're headed to Florida. Kansas, my friend. The Great Plains trash. Oh, I don't know. Accept it. That's where we have a young lady. Her name is Adola Atoka. Now, she is hanging out eating at a pizza restaurant. Okay. Now, this is a pizza buffet. So, as you know, they're going to have a decent little spread there, right? Mm, delicious. And, of course, they're going to have that salad bar. It's got that diced green pepper, the onion, the lettuce, the whole Ooh, thing. Man, you are painting a beautiful picture, my friend. Well, the problem here is that is when Atoka walked up and decided, you know what? I'm going to get myself a little bit of lettuce. But she didn't use the tongs. Oh, gross. That's what she just reached in there with her bare hands and started grabbing a little bit of lettuce, a little bit of green pepper. You know, she's grabbing a little scoop of the egg as well. Oh, yeah. Just get it all. And that's when someone nearby said, hey, hey, whoa, gross. You can't be doing that and alerted the workers. The worker said, hey, no problem. Don't worry about it. Told the token, please, man, don't do that again. And replaced everything. And everyone kept eating. But Atoka wasn't done with that salad bar. <laughs> she came up for a second helping. And sure enough, did she use the tongs? No. She didn't use them the first time. I can't imagine she's doing it the second time. Went back in there with them hands. <laughs> this time, an off-duty police officer was in there and said, hey, <laughs> knock that off. That's when those two got into a verbal disagreement. And then it turned physical. That's oh. when Atoka decided, you know what? You got your eyes on my plate. You can have your eyes on these hands and started punching. The off-duty police officer and Atoka got into a wrestling match right then and there. (laughs) Sure enough, backup was called. And when backup showed up, well, Atoka, she'd been handled. She was then arrested and taken to jail and is facing charges. That's gross. Is that a crime, though? Uh, it should be. I mean, it's disgusting, mm-hmm. and it's it's breaking our social contract with one another, but... Punching somebody in the face is against the law, though. Well, that's against the law, yeah. yeah. But I wonder what the crime of using your bare hands at a buffet is. Gross. Ugh. All right, let's give that one a score. Wouldn't I believe, if I may, that's where the trashiness begins, is grabbing salad bar stuff with your bare hands. Two charges of you nasty. That's going to get 200 points right there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say going up for a second round, after you've been told, hey, use the tongs, please. Quit being gross. And you just go back as if nothing happened the first time. I had to throw away all those shaved carrots. I'm going to give that a double whammy of another 200 points. Mm-hmm. Now, getting into physical altercation with police because you're being disgusting. That's nasty. That's trashy. Mm-hmm. 175 points on that right there. You know, there are kids there just trying to eat some pizza, eat yeah. some za. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see, what else do we got? We got her getting in a physical altercation. We got her using her hands twice at a buffet. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was arrested. That's 75 points right there. Can I? Can we throw a few points at the restaurant here? If someone comes through the salad rest or you know salad bar and uses their hands, kick them out. <laughs> that is tr- yeah, kick don't let them out. go for round two. Yeah. All right, yes, I will throw 150 points on for the restaurant, allowing them to continue to be a patron. Wasted that good arugula. Yeah. All right, this, now this is a good score. Right. Are you ready for this one? Come on. Today, our woman using her bare hands at the buffet earns herself a whopping 800 points. Trashy. Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. And I've never heard this story before. And Super Mario, like many people my age, that was our game growing up. I mean, there was nothing else out there. Well, Super Mario... The, as legend has it, was actually the landlord who rented a warehouse to Nintendo workers when they were coming up with the game Super Mario Brothers. Okay. His name was excuse me, his name was Mario Sagali, and they say he was a phenomenal landlord. If anything was ever broke, he would show up to fix it. Whenever they needed, if they needed landscaping done, whatever they needed, he was always there ready to help. Listen to me. The one thing he would not tolerate though is him being late is them being late on the rent. So at one time, they were a, a day late on the rent, and he came storming into the office, and they promised that they would pay him. And they said, would you mind if we named our character that we're working on right now after you and called him Super Mario? To which Mario Sagali said, I, I don't care. 
pay up. Where my money at? Right. Pay up, sucker. And he threw a hammer at somebody. Right. And an idea was born. <laughs> yeah. But either way, so that's when they named it. They just nicknamed the character Super Mario at the time. They didn't even know if it was going to be called Mario. They just, they had this character. So, and obviously he was in the um, King, uh, Donkey Kong game first. Right, but I don't think he had a name when he was in the Donkey Kong. I don't think so. Now, that, now he was going to have his own game. He had to have a name. They nicknamed him Super Mario after Mario Sigali, who was their landlord at the time. And once they got down the road with the game, they thought, you know what? That's a great name for a for a video game character, Super Mario. So it just stuck with that point. And then we got the phenomenon that is Super Mario Brothers. Now, was his brother Luigi? Luigi? That I, I don't have that information. Okay. I'm assuming he didn't have a green dog named Yoshi. Right. Yeah. I think some of it is fantasy. Could be. But the actual the actual namesake of Super Mario came from a real human being, Mario Sagali. So was he named Super Mario before Donkey Kong? Or did they did This they... would have been after Donkey Kong. Okay, so they didn't base the look off this landlord, just the name. No, just okay. the name. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't look anything like him. All right. He just has a he's just Italian, I guess, Mario Sagali. I'd imagine so. So and Super Mario is obviously Italian. A little heavy-handed. What? A little heavy-handed on the Italian, too. Right. The Mario, yeah. It's borderline. We get it, guys. <laughs> just saying. Either way, I find that super interesting, and you just never know where that stuff kind of comes from, you know? It's a me. It's like when I went and saw the Peanuts uh, exhibit, and realizing that Charlie Brown was a real guy mm-hmm. that Charles Schultz knew, and was like, do you mind if I call my character Charlie Brown after you? And think how different it would be if, like, that landlord's name was, like, you know, Eric. Yeah, Steven. Super yeah. Super Steven. Super Eric. Doesn't roll. It doesn't work, right? You needed Mario. Absolutely. And that's why I found this so interesting. Now. Has you- anyone named their kid Mario? Oh, I used to go to school with a kid named Mario. Really? Yep. He had the meanest father I ever saw in my life. Named Luigi? No. Bowser? He was, <laughs> it was, it was the first time I had ever befriended uh, or to the point where I was having dinner at their house a lot, an African-American gentleman. Mm-hmm. And his dad was terrifying. Just and, and, I, and so I was like, wow, the, the families really are different. Mm-hmm. But so that was Mario. That was my Mario. And I'm just going to stop talking. At I was about point. to say, it's good to know. It was just different. Though. It was very, very different. All right. His house and mine. Either way, what? maybe you didn't find this Mario story interesting. <laughs> it took a lot more interesting about 90 seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> Either way. I'll have another one for you tomorrow. You might not like that one either. <laughs> There's not a whole lot I can do about that because I find these interesting. And sometimes I realize that <laughs> maybe it doesn't make It's time for Happy Hour. Focusing on the good news with Kelly and Woods. I got great news for you. Now, this story happened across the pond over in Berlin. But there was a young 18-year-old man who was running to catch his bus. This is like one of those double-decker buses. All right. They're a little more advanced now. They don't look like the old red ones that you would see in movies. But oh, man, nonetheless, they do have double-decker buses there, which I've always thought would be super cool to sit in that top part. But anyway, this ain't about that. So our young 18-year-old man was running to catch his bus when he lost his footing and slid underneath the bus. That's, talk about throwing someone under the bus. How far did he slide? A long ways, I mm. guess. So anyway, so he's now trapped under the bus. The bus driver instantly hits the brakes and doesn't know what to do. He's afraid to move the bus. He's like, if I back up, I could injure him. If I go forward, I could injure him. The heck are we going to do here? It was, you know, time was obviously of the essence because this kid was trapped. Couldn't hardly breathe the because the bus, pretty low to the ground, actually, was like compressing his chest. How old is this kid? 18. Jeez. So anyway, so one man started gathering people that were standing around and said, we got to get this bus off of this kid. And at first, there was about 10 people trying to lift the side of the bus. This is a double-decker bus. They didn't stand a chance against this thing. But as people were walking past, more and more people were like, hey, what's going on? You guys need, oh, my God. And then they would see the kid. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, oh, no wonder you're trying to lift the side of this bus. In the end, 40 people stopped what they were doing that day and grabbed the Gelbestein, which is their double-decker bus. Oh, my. And they lifted it off of this kid. Now, here's the amazing part. This, this kid started his day getting trapped underneath the bus. By that afternoon, he was already out of the hospital. The doctor said, had the bus driver tried to go back or forward, he probably would have killed this kid. But because these bystanders were like, all right, let's jump into action here and got the bus off of the kid, he sustained very minor injuries, some bumps, some bruises, but was able to leave the hospital later on that day. I mean, you got to think about it. Like, you couldn't even rock it, obviously. Right, because then it would. So you just had to straight brute strength. Oof. Pick it up 
And, you know, obviously, that I'd be worried about tipping the thing over. Not me. I flipped a couple of them in my day. It's okay. <laughs> Unbreakable. Yes. But, yeah, pretty cool. And the Brooklyn or the Berlin Police Department was like, these people are absolute heroes, man, for stopping and doing this. That is a wild story. Like, right. I, I, I'm still sitting here trying to figure out how you trip and get pinned under a bus. I'm sure it happens. I mean... You know, and the bus driver probably saw him go under the bus in the rearview mirror and he just hit the brakes. You I mean, know? it obviously happened this time, but I just, man. When my aunt was here visiting from Texas, we were getting out of the car and we were on a kind of on a snowbank. I thought I had given her enough room to get out of the van, Aye. but she slipped and got trapped underneath my car. And it took us about a good 45 minutes to get her up. 45 minutes? <laughs> because it was so icy and she was like wedged underneath my van. It, it, my wife was like, we got to call the police department. <laughs> we got to call the fire department. Nah, spring's right around the corner. We finally got her up out of there. That's T- good. We got Beaky up from out underneath the van, though. Dios mio. It, wasn't, it definitely wasn't as courageous as what this was. Yeah. It was much more. Did you lift the truck? No. I, I just, like, I opened the van door so she could reach up and grab the handle inside the van. Mm-hmm. And then we, we muscled her up. Ah, she picked herself up. There you go. But she was, like, tooting and stuff. It was just, it was, ugly, it was an ugly scene. It's not good for anybody. It wasn't. She was like, oh, my God, y'all, I'm passing gas. Oh, <laughs> It was so funny. But I digress. Yes. Back to the matter at hand. This is an absolute amazing story. Right. These people are heroes. And they should be celebrated as such. Very much so. And that's why we do this every single day, Wood, because we love talking about stuff like this. And we'll do it every day thanks to Audio Video Extremes. That was your happy hour. Kevin Wood. Is she saved by the word allegedly? That's what we have up today as we are joined by Mike Bryant from the law offices of Bradshaw and Bryant for Better Call Bryant. Leave all names out of this here, all right? But we have someone. She says, I want to know from Mike if I can sue a coworker. She is spreading rumors about me, about being unfaithful in my marriage. It is 100% not true. I confronted her. She told me that it was all alleged, and they she had even been using the word alleged when she told other people as she was just passing this on, what she had heard. She said that's the word that they use on the news, so she's protected from any sort of trouble. Yeah. Um, (laughs) The first thing you got to always weigh in these circumstances is do you make a bigger deal out of it by taking action or doing something about Mm -hmm. it? And and so that would be the first thing. And then the second thing is you have to make a decision with your significant other is does this have an impact? You know, does your significant other feel the same way? This is all garbage. Who cares? Yeah. You know, or if it's a big enough deal, then you can look at it. Um, the the analysis as far as doing something about it is you can bring what's called the defamation claim for somebody saying things like that. Um, the the defense is always the ultimate truth. So if it's true, yeah, you don't have a claim. They can say whatever if it's true. If it's untrue, the the reason why they use alleged on TV is someone's been charged with a crime, but they haven't been convicted of the crime yet. So they're like, you're allegedly charged with 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 murder, or you're allegedly this. You don't have that circumstance with this because you don't have somebody charged with something. You just got rumors flying around. So when you're saying allegedly, you're just adding to the rumors as far as it goes. So that doesn't do anything and stuff. I, I don't understand why those kind of discussions take place, but people keep themselves busy on those type of lines. <laughs> the, in in doing a claim against somebody, the question is, do they have any money? Is there any reason to bring the claim? Is there any value in bringing the claim? If yeah. you're going to make things worse or it's going to drive even more issues in with your significant other, I'd let it go and move on and let life move as it does. If it has a huge impact, sometimes there's what's called homeowners, which is what you have in your house, this insurance. Sometimes that will cover for defamation. They've added exclusions with defamation than that. So so you might have an exclusion there. But again, it would be impact. Whether there's something to collect, that would be a bigger issue there. There's some lawyers that do defamation cases and have had some success in them. But a lot of it can be judgments against people that have no real value as yeah. far as it goes. It's like, you know, I can get a judgment against Kelly for whatever, and then he's never going to pay it. Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly have a broken boat coming your way. Yeah. I've always wondered that, though, with us on the air, too. Like, if we say, like, 
so-and-so committed a crime, but they haven't been convicted of it or whatever, if we can get in trouble unless we say allegedly committed this crime. I mean, so-and-so's got other problems. He's not going to come after you. because you, you know I, They just do it on TV because they are potential targets. I mean, we're seeing more lawsuits against news for things that they say. We mm-hmm. saw you know some pretty significant ones with this last election. So, so more of that is happening. And there's also been some expansion in the defamation law and that celebrities have had some success in other countries because of some laws that they have. And that, again, goes to whether it's truthful or not. Someone's actually charged with murder. You can say so-and-so was charged, is is charged with murder or they're allegedly, you know, guilty of murder. Yeah. And if you, especially if you're in the public eye, like a celebrity or something like it. I mean, we've seen it before. You know, so a rumor gets started about somebody, yeah. and even if it's not even remotely true, well, good luck putting that genie back in the bottle. And oh, that yeah. could hurt your career if you are in the public eye of, okay, well, no one's going to hire me because this rumor, I don't know if you could find who actually started it. And if it's, like you said, not true. Well, if it does have an economic impact, like I lose a job because of I lost a promotion because of it, you know, there are those things that you can actually show tangible or real losses that you have because of what was said. That's got to be tough to prove, though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of issues because, you know, sometimes there's, yeah, this is bad, but or or every once in a while you have some employers that will use that as an excuse, but it's really because you're a bad employee or they didn't want to give it to you (laughs) anyway. You know, well, that one hurt me allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll do this again next week. We are joined by Mike Bryan from the law offices of Bradshaw and Bryan and Better Call Bryan. Kelly and Wood. Welcome to our bonus track. It's our first break of the day that we tack on to the end of the podcast. Yes. And uh, we talked this morning, Wood, about a mistake I made over the weekend mm-hmm. that I apologize for. And took heat for it. And took a lot of heat for it. Yes. But I learned, Wood. And isn't that what we're here for? Allegedly. <laughs> and I know we talked about something else, too. Talked about the Cleveland Browns playing a little bit of football. Right. About me getting corndogged. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. All right. We'll get into all that right now. It's our bonus track, our first break of the day. Kelly and Wood. Yeah, we live. We oh. working. We live. Sorry, I was always over here. I know. You got your Cleveland Browns song playing today. Mind am, my business. I am so nervous that they're going to lose tonight. And tomorrow's just going to be terrible because one, you're going to be tired from staying up so late. Nonsense. Two, if they lose, all, all your all your energy shall be drained from your carcass. Possibly. <laughs> but I'm not hoping for a loss. Please trust. I was about to say. Trust. I want them to win. Slap you in the teeth for your sake. Come on. But either way, here we go again. <laughs> and now, uh, uh, so I tried to stay up late on Saturday. Okay. Passed out. Who was who was playing Saturday? Colorado was playing. It was actually a really fun game. They were oh uh, neon Deion Sanders. The there coach? you go, Look, coach I know, Prime. I know some things. I didn't know that Deion Sanders was the. I saw this on a a reel or something. I don't know what it was. I'm here. He was the first person ever, first athlete ever to hit a home run and score a touchdown in like the same week or month or what was it? Uh, I don't know. Like his his this is your facts. <laughs> Well, normally I I, I get the, the general yeah, <laughs> normally I get the general information out there, and then you steer me in the proper direction. Yeah, I know he played in like a World Series game and an NFL game in the same day. But it was like it was like he his first uh, his first MLB game he hit like a home run in that game. Okay, and then like later on that week or so, do do does baseball and football overlap at times? It's currently happening right okay, now. I so yes, dude, I no. don't know sports. I'm answering. I'm not I, I know, but the, people can't see the look on your face. Eh, it is pure disgust. There was maybe a disappointing <laughs> blink that my wife gives me. <laughs> yeah, that extended blink. Mm-hmm. But he, it was like in the same week, he became the first person ever to hit a home run and score a touchdown in the same week, mm-hmm. which is pretty amazing. And it was pretty like his, much. It was like his first season. It was, it was like his first MLB game. He hit a home run. When you think of how few people. Make it to Major League Baseball right. and make it to the NFL. The fact that there was one person to do it both, and of course, you know, like Deion Sanders, a couple others did it as well. Brian Jordan did it. Okay. Uh, it's wild to yeah. think how amazingly athletic you have to be. <laughs> right. And he was a good baseball player, right? Like He, he was okay. Okay. He, I mean, was... he wasn't great, but he was okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, Wood, now that we've gotten our sports update for today, I gave you some information that I'm not even 100% sure if it's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's like, <laughs> this is like 50% true, which is pretty good for you. We can get started if you're ready, man. Let's go. Yes. Uh, thought you can go with sappy. No. Good. No, why would it be sappy? I don't know. You're going to be sad. There's a lot of words you use in there that I don't know if you're using it correctly. I don't. It's I'm a wordsmith. 
and I play with words. Dude, I hurt myself DJing this weekend, and I had a bit of a hitch in my giddy-up on the way in this morning. Was it lifting and carrying things in from your truck? No, it wasn't. <laughs> we'll get into that later. So there's a song by Rihanna called We Found Love, right? And I'll play just a snippet of it for you. I don't know if I'll have to cut this from the podcast or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's this part right here in the song, right? And I'm always like, all right, we're going to jump and let them know we're having a good time. One, two, three, let's jump. Oh, it was early. Oh. Now? It goes like this. And then the crowd's jumping, you know, and ah. everyone's going crazy. That's a wild pot mitzvah. <laughs> well, it was the uh, Minnesota National Guard uh, Warhammer Ball, I believe they called it. That's a... BA name for a ball. I was uh, I was blessed enough to be a part of it and be their DJ over the weekend. But so that part of the song hits, right? And I'm like, all right, let's jump and let them know the Minnesota National Guard is in the house. One, two, three, jump. So I start jumping with them and everybody's jumping. You know, this is probably mm-hmm. 70 people on the dance floor. But I was in a very confined space. And my tripod that was holding my lights was right behind me. Oh, yeah. And on one of my jumps, I landed on one of the legs of the tripod mm-hmm. and rolled my ankle. And man down. Man down. Ooh, medic, you medic. went all the way to the ground? I went to I took a knee. I had to take a knee. And then I had a bit of a limp the rest of the evening. Ooh. I, I was like, ooh, this is this is a bad look. It hurt too, man. I haven't rolled an ankle in a long time. Ugh. But you know, for the party, I'll do it. If the if the party requires me to hurt myself, then they're gonna get that. Did anyone come to your aid? <laughs> no. They were, too, they were having too much fun. So you literally went down in front of our men and women that are defending this country. And they're like, ah, to hell with that guy. <laughs> Had it been one of them, I'm sure they would have rushed to the scene. He told us to jump. <laughs> was, Leave him behind. I was a, that was a direct order. <laughs> <laughs> but man, it hurt so bad. And I don't know if it hurt my pride or my ankle more. Yes. But both of them were bruised at the moment. Did you cry? No, I'd oh, cry. Come on, man. You've cried from a sprained ankle before. No, I didn't. When? I, didn't you say you cried when you rolled your ankle like carrying salt? No, I was carrying an 80-pound bag of rock salt down <laughs> some old rickety steps in an old lake house, and the step broke underneath my foot under the weight that I was carrying at the of time. Of one Kelly Jordan. And so I had 80 pounds on one shoulder, and then I rolled that ankle with an extra 80 pounds, and it hurt so bad I started vomiting. I think, it, 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 I, dude, you almost threw up from getting a tattoo. I don't want to hear this no, anymore. No, I almost blacked out. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a little... That was, that, why, why are you bringing that up? Why are you bringing that up in front of everybody? Because it was Friday. <laughs> it, was, it was two days ago. I'm not going to lie. Uh, look, all right, everybody, everybody is different. Yes. Maybe your pain receptors are in your ankles. Well, dude, I had 80 pounds on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Imagine carrying an extra 80 pounds and rolling your ankle. And at the time, I probably only weighed 145 pounds, so this was like carrying another half of me on my shoulder. I remember I was playing football once, and my dad was one of our coaches. Yeah. And, dude, I rolled up my ankle something serious, and I came limping to the sideline. And my dad goes, hey, hey. I'm like, yeah, dad, my ankle. And he's like, is it broken? I was like, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. He's like, well, you walked over here, so it's not broken. Get back out there. Get back in there. I was like... Okay. <laughs> sure enough, there I go. I'm like running back in like I just got injured in the Civil War. And back then, yeah. all right. Rub some dirt on it. Yeah, you see a kid just limping around, you're like, ah, suck it up. <laughs> Man, when I went to that high school football game, what was it, two Fridays ago or whatever it was, the, I don't remember kids being that big when I was in high school. It's the chicken. It is the chicken. It's mm-hmm. the milk and the chicken. Whatever they're putting in this stuff, man. Because these kids look like they look like NFL players to me. I was like, these kids are gigantic. It's wild. You go back like 20 years ago, like they were very, I mean, there were still some. They're playing with leather helmets. <laughs> but no, but it was, it was rare to see like a player over like 310 pounds. Right. Like they were sure there's some offensive linemen. Now there's like high school kids. In high school. No, I mean, like, even in the NFL, like, 30 years ago in the NFL, 300 was like a, whoa, that's a big fella. There was a kid from Florida or on Saturday. Kid's like 420. God. I think he's like 425 pounds. How big, How tall is he? He, he ain't that tall. He's not Andre the Giant. How much did the refrigerator Perry weigh? Because I remember that was a big deal that he was such a big fella. 285 pounds. Are you serious? That was it? That's what I'm telling you. Like, the size of human beings. And that's why these guys are getting, when they get hurt. Oh, like, man, it's like the, getting hit with a truck. Well, like you saw Aaron Rodgers, his tendon snapped. Yeah. Like, I don't know if the good Lord above made human beings to be like this. So, like, if you watch football tonight, Miles Garrett looks like he's an alien. Yeah. He's like 6'5", 280 pounds, and he has, like, the body fat of, like, 1%. Oh, my gosh. And, like, I, are, we, are we the same species? <laughs> As I'm sitting there on my couch, 
More Cheetos! <laughs> you gotta eat more chicken. You gotta get more chicken wings going so you get them hormones in you. Trust me, if the hormones were in the chicken wings, I'd be gigantic <laughs> at this point in time. Uh, right here, Stephanie texts in. says, my son is 6'2", 280 pounds at 15 years old. Good God. That's what I'm saying, man. They're big kids now. I know, and I'm not saying... I'm, I'm actually shocked by that. I don't know if it sounded like I was insulting him by saying good Mm-mm. God. I'm just saying, like, like my son, my son also... He's getting up he's, there. He's 12 years old. He's like as tall as me. I'm, and I'm not sure. I'm only 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, I don't know what I actually am. Yeah. Probably 5'8", probably. I'm trying to tell Everett. I'm like, look, you're going to be a shrimp if you don't start eating food, man. You got to, man. I can give My- you... Like, the woods are big boned. We right. just are. Yeah. But if you don't eat... I don't. I can't help you, man. He might have. He might have more of your wife's DNA. I, I don't know what her family. How dare you? Well, How my, dare you? My DNA is all over that kid. <laughs> my my bad, sir. My yeah. bad. How dare you? But my like my. I can't believe my son is as big as he is. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where. I don't know whose DNA he's got. I'm, I, I just think I think it's like the the stuffing chicken and yeah. I, my, we definitely have no problem getting my son to eat. That boy loves his food. Wow, which is a good. I'm not saying that is a right? bad thing, but he. I wish he was in the sports because I bet he could crush it at some football. Probably, but he's just not. That's not his thing. Yeah. He's, he's more of a roll your ankle dancing type kid. <laughs> it's funny. He said he did roll his ankle the other day. I forgot what he said he was doing. It was like some menial task. He said he rolled his ankle. I was like, yeah, you got your dad's ankles, all right. Chip off the old block. I'll never forget one time I was trying to cross a busy road. And I remember I rolled my ankle and went down on the busy road. Like I, I, I fell flat on my face trying to cross. You know, it was like a, it wasn't like a freeway. But it was a highway. Yeah. And I was trying to get to the mall that was across the road. And I'm running and crack. I bust my ankle and <laughs> slid across on my face. Should have just stayed there. <laughs> and Finish I was me. like, help! Help! Finish him off! <laughs> like, I could see these cars coming up over the bridge. I'm army crawling to the island trying to get off the road. Everyone's <laughs> like, just get up, dude. <laughs> No. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, I've I've talked too much now about rolled angles. We don't really have time to talk about anything else. I do want to bring something up in the next break, though. Okay. I I posted something on Facebook and I just got destroyed on Saturday. You did. But I was asking an honest question and I admitted my fault. I admitted that I was wrong once everybody raked me over the coals. I was about to say I don't think there, there may have been a few people on your side. I, there was a couple. Probably other DJs were on my side when I posted that thing. But we'll get in. We don't have time to get into it now. But I was, I was genuinely embarrassed. I took the post down. That's how embarrassed. Wow. I was, I was so embarrassed because I'm not. I'm not the kind of guy who likes to ruffle feathers or be a jerk. Or I, when I saw it, I kind of thought to myself, that doesn't seem like my Kelly Jordan. Well, that's the thing is, I thought I was doing the right thing. And then it turned out to be the wrong thing, and I got taken the task for it, and I was very embarrassed by my behavior, so I took the post down. Should be. All right. Well, we'll get into that next. That's right. Make it happen, Captain. Mm-hmm. Man, so I, all right, so I was talking about this uh, social media post I made over the weekend. Yeah, boy, you stepped in that. I, what? You stepped in that one. Okay, but here's the problem with society. Okay. We're not even allowed to make a mistake and ask if we were wrong and then correct said mistake. Fair enough. Right? Because now it's like, you did something wrong, you're the evilest person on earth. Mm-hmm. So I had to DJ an event for the National Guard over the weekend. It was at a hotel, and there was there was not any close parking to the... And I got a lot of heavy stuff I have to bring in. Lights. L- speakers. Mm-hmm. DJ controller. Kazoos. These, yeah, whatever. Party favors, right. boas. It's fun. It's a, I, I bring the party, sir. Now, there was probably... And, and this is... I, 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 I even... Thought I probably shouldn't bring this up on the air because it's going to make me look like a jerk. You can text into three two zero six five six nine four five three. So I was like, "All right, I'm only going to be here for 15 minutes, right? Unloading my stuff. There is no loading and unloading spot. I don't want to block the front door by pulling up there. There's eight handicap spots here. I'm going to pull to the furthest one down. I will leave seven, six or seven prime handicap spots while I'm just unloading my stuff." If these six happen to fill up in the 15 minutes that I'm unloading my stuff, I will gladly move to a different spot. Mm-hmm. The security guard comes at me. He's like, sir, sir, you must move your vehicle now. And he was, I was like, okay, my bad, dude. I was just getting some DJ equipment out. I was like, I'll, I'll go ahead and move it. And I moved it. Like, I should have tased you right then and there. <laughs> sir. <laughs> but no. So I was just like, I, and he came at me with a full head of steam. And I was like, was I wrong for doing that? Like, was I wrong? It's not like I took the closest spot and was like, I'm going to unload here. Mm-hmm. So I asked an honest question. I said, was I wrong for doing this? And I'm telling you, you are not allowed to make a mistake in today's day and age. 
I had people commenting on this that I haven't talked to since I worked at Kiss FM in Austin, Texas, 18 years ago, who I haven't even heard from in 18 years. We're commenting on this thing like, yes, you were wrong. You're a jerk. And I'm like, geez, Louise. I already apologized for that verbiage for you. <laughs> yeah, why did right? you, you come in so high? Well, you know, hey, there's a couple things in society you just don't do. Clearly. You just don't. Honest to God, you would have been so much better off literally hopping the curb, driving your truck like up to the very front door right. in the grass and unloading right then and there. You're right. Then parking in the handicap spot. You're 100% right. But... Is there any room? <laughs> is there any room for discussion on this? There can be. Like, like people could have been nice about him. Like, yeah, you shouldn't have parked there. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, you know what? I'll never do it. And I'll tell you what. When I packed up my stuff, I didn't move the truck. I was like, I don't care if it's 150 miles away. I'm not parking in a oh, handicap. You didn't move it out of the. All right, you weren't still in the handicap. No, no, spot. no. I moved it out of the handicap spot right when the guy threatened to have me towed away. I was mm-hmm. like, all right, dude. I was like, I'm not. I'm not a mean person. I'm not a jerk. I don't think that I belong in this spot or that I have any right to it. I was just trying to get my stuff unloaded so I could get it in this door. I get it. But boy, oh boy, you are not allowed to make a mistake in today's day and age. People who I didn't even know were taking me to task. I'm like, how are we even friends on social media? I don't even know who the hell you are. Was there a fire lane? No. And that's the thing. There was no there was no good place for me to park. So I was like, it's only going to take me 15 minutes to get this stuff out of here. There's six open spots, prime spots, right? Mm-hmm. Had those been taken, there's no way I would have done that. I've never, ever done anything like that. If I'm going to run into the store or something, I'd never have parked in a handicap spot, ever. I get it. You know? And, and honestly, my mom parks in handicap. Right. My mom has parked in handicap for literally years. I my thought about your mom. Same. I thought about your mom when I got yelled at. So this this is something to me. Yes. So, But I do understand where you're coming from. If you are unloading stuff, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not no, saying it's okay. No, I'm not okay. saying it was right either. But I understand what you did. And the fact that you got told, hey, you're not allowed to do this, and you corrected it right away. Right. Okay. The reason I put it on this social- This is how you learn. The reason I put it on social media is because I felt like a jerk. Like, I really did feel- And then people were calling me a jerk. I was like, wait, hold up. Yeah, they were. They can, were we, can we just have a discussion here, people? I remember I came up, I was watching football when this all was going down, and I came up into the kitchen, and my wife was in there, just on her phone, and she goes, hey, Kelly's getting killed on social media. <laughs> I was, man. And what did I do? I just made my sense of, wow, that sucks. What did he do? He didn't just do something stupid like parking a handicap spot, did he? He walked out. It's funny because I was talking to Brian Zenzen, our HR guy. He's the one who's in the National Guard mm-hmm. who hired me to go DJ at an event. And I'm talking to him on my phone just going, because people are commenting on my thing. He's like, what's up with your phone? I was like, dude, go take a look. I'm getting destroyed on social media right now. Yeah. Which, okay, that's fine, too. But man, oh man, I took the post down. I was like, I'm so embarrassed of myself. But here's the deal. You have learned and you have changed. And I will never do that again. Well, then there we go. Right. But you're not allowed to make a mistake in today's day and age. you got to do the right thing the first time, every time, or boom. It, it, but here's the deal. You made a mistake. As long as you learn from it, we're allowed to make mistakes. And I did learn from it. So there you go. And I felt like it, I woke up. You know how I obsess mm-hmm. over things. I woke up the next day feeling bad about it. No one, like, no one got hurt, no one, you know, yeah. whatever. But I woke up the next day, because I will obsess. I, in five years from now, I will think about that, and I will sweat a little bit. Yeah. I'll think back to it, and I'll be like, man, I was such a jerk that day when, I, when nothing bad happened, but I was such a jerk. But this is how we're supposed to learn as people. This is how you learn yep. better habits. This is how you learn to become better people. So, again, not applauding the fact that what you did, what no, you did. me either. I am applauding the fact that you learned your... Learn right from wrong. Yes. And you won't do it again. There you go. Never again. Oh, man. That was a a rough one. Shake it off. Yeah. But how was your week? I didn't even ask how your weekend was. A lot of football, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. That's all it was. We we ran a couple errands on Saturday. I don't know what the hell we did. But boom. At the end of the day. just checking your watch. We got to get home. I I told my wife, I was like, hey, it's 11 o'clock. We got to be in front of the TV. And sure enough, we're good. Went over to uh, uh, the friends yesterday. They invited us over to watch a little football. My wife is doing something. I'd like to mention this real quick. Okay, come on. I'm upset by it. Okay. She has taken the habit, and she finds it hilarious, by the way, that if she's walking by me, she does the old number one finger yeah, and pokes me directly up the butt. Yeah. Really? She says, oh, corn dog, boom. <laughs> I don't like this. You used to do that to me. All the- I used to run up the stairs when we were leaving this place because you'd always get me with the... 
And this was her, because she doesn't like it because I'll give her the old butt, butt slap. Right. Or maybe, you know, occasional boop slap. And she's like, can you stop doing that? I'm like, no. <laughs> now she is fighting back with the corn dog, and I don't like it. Okay. Now you know why I used to run up the stairs. Honestly, yesterday, we were watching football. She was sitting next to me. I want to dip. I wouldn't get up. I was scared to get up. You didn't want to catch a fresh one? This is the world I'm living in. I was just like, hey, Andrew, look, there's a dog over there. She's going to jump up. You should have just like me. slid off the couch. I just like, I mean, I didn't, but again, this is how I've learned a lesson. Yes. Because I'm a big booty slapper, right? Yes, you are. All right, fine. Maybe, maybe I can slow down the booty slaps because I'm not liking the corn dog world. So that was pretty much my weekend. It would, uh, it would uh, definitely change the uh, dynamic of your home catching one of those every once. Yeah, in a just all of a sudden, whoa, hey, I'm over there dicing onions or something. Ow! Now, hopefully, you'll stop doing that to other people now. Now no. that you see how hurtful it is. If anything, I've got to crank it up. <laughs> I've got to pass my hurt on to someone else. <laughs> I've, I've, speaking of rolled angles, I've almost rolled a few trying to run up the steps to get away from you. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually pretty pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's great, Wood. I'm glad you're getting a taste of your own medicine. And uh, we'll talk about this in the 7 o'clock hour. My wife did something to me over the weekend mm-hmm. that I, I uncovered over the weekend. Okay. I want to know if other women are doing this to their husbands. All right. Or their significant others. Is it cornholing you? No. Oh. It has something to do with my underwear. And I'm outraged. Okay. Outraged. Was she watching it? I I thought I got a hold of a good batch. (laughs) All right. Well, you'll tell us about that in the 7 o'clock hour? Yes. I look forward to that. Should we do some history? Come on. Bit of a delay in there. It was on this day, Wood, all the way back in 1927. This is CBS. CBS first came on the air, of course, as a radio station at first, and mm-hmm. then uh, they used to just like give TV frequencies away to to broadcasting companies because they couldn't get any because they didn't think that anyone would watch TV. Isn't that crazy? They just thought mm-hmm. it would all be radio. Same thing with the NBC. It started as a radio. Just like if you had an AM station, even this, even late in broadcasting, if you had an AM station back in the day when FM came around, they would just give you a channel. Well, yeah, because they didn't think FM was ever going to take off. Right. It was AM. So my dad bought one of his first ever cars. He bought like a 1953 Pontiac Chieftain. Yeah. There's no FM radio in it. Right. It's all AM. My dad still has a few in his garage, a few AM radios from like a 57 Chevy. And like, a, they'd probably be worth some money. I bet there's collectors that would love to. Guarantee you there are. I just, I'm, I'm going to do that right after work today. People that want to keep like the stock stuff in the right. car. I guarantee you that's worth a decent amount of money. I should go grab them things. Mm-hmm. Uh, on this day in 1947. <laughs> The U.S. Air Force was established on this day in 1947. Okay. Did you see that story going around this morning about the jet? No. The United States military has lost a jet. Oh, for Pete's sake. And by the way, the jet is in the air still. So there was a pilot. It's going to have to refuel at some point, ain't it? A pilot ejected safely from the jet. And it still kept flying? And it is still flying around the earth somewhere. That is wild. That's scary, to be Hell honest yeah, with you. Yeah, that's scary. Good Lord. I, and I, I thought I, once they ejected that, they went like... Well, you would think you'd only eject if it was going down, but like yeah. apparently the autopilot was on and some... I don't know. Again, I don't know all the details. I think no one knows all the details yet. And sure enough, the jet apparently still going. Good Lord. That's terrifying. Well, it's going to come down at some point in time, right? Yeah, where? Or we got to shoot it down. Hopefully over the ocean somewhere. I imagine we have to shoot it down over a desert or something. Yeah. Can't be shooting it down over, like, you know, no. Chicago. <laughs> uh, unless it's over Lake Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, on this day, Wood in 1970, started to bring it down on a sad note. <laughs> Jimi Hendrix passed away on this day in uh, 1970. At the age of 27. Just listen to how he plays a guitar and how different. Like, you know instantly who that is. Yeah. That jams right there. And that is like a sound like no one else could make at the time. And it's like, hey, this is really weird. And, and of, of course, course, 
everyone was scorched out of their mind on LSD, so right. it was even weirder. <laughs> the fact that he could function on LSD. I mean, I don't know what LSD feels like, but I would imagine it's tough to perform on that. Uh, I guarantee he was on it an awful lot. <laughs> well, he's also in the 27 Club, the mm-hmm. artist who died at 27. Amy Winehouse is in there. Uh, Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain. Janis Joplin, I believe, yeah, too. 27. Yeah. There's something going on there, man. Something a little weird. Uh, celebrating birthdays today, Wood. First off. Armstrong is coming with an incredible rush. And Cloden has realized it too late. Is there any stopping Lance Armstrong in this Tour de France? And the answer is no, there is not. Lance Armstrong is his birthday today. Uh, not from uh, people that I've known. Not the nicest guy around. Right. Complete jerk to a lot of people. But I still give him credit for all the money he raised for cancer. Heck yeah. You can't deny that no matter what he did. Was he a cheater? Yeah. Was yep. everybody cheating? Yeah. But still, I, he's got to be, I'm going to say he's like 50. I'm going to say he's an even 50 today. Oh. He's the ripe old age of 52. Okay. Today. Uh, also celebrating a birthday today. So let's get away from the bad mojo coming off that penalty box and you know, have some fun. Jason Sudeikis, Ted Lasso. I have not watched the Ted Lasso. Everyone says they love it. Now, from what I've seen, everyone said they loved the first season. Like, everyone, like, it was one of the best first seasons ever. And then season two apparently fell off a cliff. That happens. Not sure. Haven't watched it. But I like Jason Sudeikis. So do I. He's hilarious. He's got to be, boy, I would say, I'm going to say he's 50 years old today, too. Ah, you're close, my friend, but he's actually a lot younger than that. He is only 48. It's not a lot younger. It's only two. Years. I missed my dip belt by one year. You're way off. Come on. <laughs> and uh, and that's it for birthdays today. Oh, of course. Day. Of course, if it's your birthday today, we'd like to wish you a happy birthday as well.